0: Welcome to the Socially Misguided Podcast. This is a show where we deconstruct and sometimes laugh about the struggles of living in a culture that is full of toxic beauty standards, patriarchy, and greed. I'm Sarah. I'm a fashion designer turned stay-at-home mom, and I'm constantly asking myself, is this real life? So if you've been wondering the same thing, then this is definitely the place for you. There's a lot to unpack, but don't worry, we're in this together. Hey, and welcome back. <laughs> So I don't know about you, but I cannot believe it's August, right? I mean, to be honest, I'm sort of glad that it's August because July was really chaotic. Like just a lot of things happened personally and professionally, I guess. I don't know if I call myself a professional at doing this. yet, but you know what I mean. And so between vacations and kiddos getting sick, like one right after the other, And then all this name change process and everything that that entails, I just, I don't know, I'm hoping that August will get back to, I don't want to even say slow, but just like our normal chaos. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but it's kind of like, I understand that my life is going to have so many things going on at one time. And that's just sort of been our new normal. And I'm okay with that. Like, I feel like we got into like a rhythm, even though it's busy and it's great. So yeah, that's just, that's all I want is just to get back to like our normal, busy, chaotic schedules, right? (laughs) I don't want anything extra. No, no extra, please. And then I'm like pinching myself because again, like I said, if you're following this in real time, this is, we're now in August and school's going to start soon. I went to the grocery store the other day to just pick up some stuff for the week and realized that, oh my gosh, all the back-to-school stuff is being set out. And then that made me remember (laughs) that I forgot to buy the school supplies where they package it for you. You know how you can order online now and they package it for you and um, they just send it straight to the school well, this year, again, I do not know what happened this year, but didn't get to that. So then I'm taking my kids to the store and we're going like line item by line item, getting everything, which was fine. And they had fun doing it. And um, honestly, it ended up being a lot cheaper. So totally fine with going that route, but it's just kind of been one thing after another. But back to school got me thinking, and I think about this every year got me thinking about dress codes. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. And for me, dress codes bring up a whole lot of emotions. (laughs) I don't know if you feel that way too. I have a feeling some of you probably do for either personal reasons, right? Thinking back to when you were younger and dealing with dress codes, or maybe now you're a parent and you are navigating those waters with your kids. And then, of course, a big part of this conversation also depends on where you live and what your dress code rules are, right? So, again, this is kind of a hot topic for me, and I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this. But this brings me back to a time when I was growing up, and I think of little teenage Sarah. (laughs) And I think of all the times I got in trouble for wearing something that, you know, wasn't in dress code or wasn't considered quote unquote appropriate or whatever. And how shitty that felt, right? (laughs) And you might be listening to this and think, oh my gosh, me too. It sucked. (laughs) So if you are this person along with myself, you probably remember the exact times, and the exact outfits, and maybe even the teacher that called you out, and it's probably one of those memories that you can recall in detail, right? Now, before I, like, get completely into this, I just want to say, you know, this conversation is about the negative aspects of school dress codes and things that I think that we can improve and change. Um, I'm not saying that we should completely do away with dress codes. I think they're obviously... Are some good reasons for them. (laughs) People need to be hygienic, right? We private parts need to be covered. Like totally get that, right? And then equally important is obviously shirts with like racist or offensive slogans or words or images or whatever. Yes, those definitely we need a dress code to make sure that people aren't wearing that kind of stuff to school. So I think there's a place for dress codes, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement on how we go about that because traditionally I think dress codes had been very gendered and even if they weren't explicitly so I have seen some dress codes where it has specifically said for girls right that column and then the boys have their own column but even if it wasn't explicitly gendered There's a lot of indication that the dress codes are coded more heavily towards girls. And really, I think that that causes so many issues, right? Aside from the shame I talked about, I mean, anyone who's been called out knows exactly what that felt like. Whether you're reprimanded in front of the class or you're having to dig through, oh my gosh, dig through the box of like the lost and found to find like a huge baggy t-shirt right to cover up with. Or um, whether you're called out and then sent to, like, a principal's office or some, you know, someone else to, like, deal with you, so to speak. It's not a good feeling. It's incredibly disruptive, right? And that's what makes me so mad is a lot of this idea of these more gendered dress codes, the reasoning behind it is always about, quote-unquote, protecting boys from being distracted. And I have a huge problem with that for so many reasons, When are we going to stop shaming women, and in this case, girls, for their bodies? When are we as a culture going to stop sexualizing females' bodies and then blaming them for problems that ensue, saying that it was their fault? That's just so awful to me, right? So let me back up real quick, and I'm going to tell you a story of something that happened to me. Because I think the story completely illustrates why I think we need to reexamine our perspective on school dress codes. So back in as my sophomore year in high school, I was the new girl at this big high school, and so this was probably my this was my first day, maybe my like second or third um, class of the day. The hallways were packed, and I passed by these guys, and they looked me up and down, and as I passed them. I overheard one say, yeah, she's got pretty big boobs. And here's the best part. That was said about me in one of my outfits that I didn't get in trouble for. So I guess in other words, that was one of my quote-unquote more modest outfits, and I was called out by boys. And I'm telling you the story because that idea is usually used to hold up the validity of a dress code in the first place, right? It's to, quote-unquote, protect boys from being distracted, like we just talked about. And that's infuriating because who was in need of protection in that moment? I was the one being sexually harassed, not these boys. And this idea is echoed throughout our society. This idea has been around for a really long time, But women and what they wear are not the problem. Telling me to cover up or telling you to put your arms down so someone can measure the length of your skirt, oh my gosh, did you ever experience that one? Remember like the the fingertips down on your thighs and if they, which again, not only is that wrong, that is ridiculous. People have different arm lengths. People have different leg lengths. Like, Why are we even, there's just, there's no sense in it at all. But aside from that, it's not protecting anyone. In fact, it's reducing girls to body parts which have then been hypersexualized, further perpetuating the objectification of women. The real problem is the way men and boys have been conditioned to view women and the lies men have been told about themselves. They are victims of this social construct as well, right? But I think if we look around, and this kind of goes back to some of the points that we talked about in the episode with uh, Dr. Bobby Wagner about raising feminist boys, is that men have been conditioned to see women existing purely for their pleasure, right? Look at our movies. Look at our music. It's like the man is always the lead and the woman is his love interest or the woman is his accessory, right? And More seriously, look at the rate that women suffer sexual harassment and assault when compared to men. And then to pile on on top of all of that messaging, men are sold this lie that they can't control themselves, which one is completely false, right? Everyone has control over themselves. Everyone is accountable for their own actions. And that is so dangerous because it basically tells men that they are absolved from accountability for their actions. And we see this play out a lot, right? If something is done to a woman, the languaging around it is kind of like, well, what does she do to deserve it? Or trying to see how she was complicit in her own harm, right? So I know that may sound a little bit extreme to, to link dress codes and an assault, but really the same messaging is the foundation beneath all of it. And if you think about dress codes and that messaging starting when kids are so young, of course those boys are going to then grow into men that believe that messaging. And again, men are not born thinking those things. This is socially and culturally ingrained, indoctrinated, however you want to say it. And, a hu- and it's a huge disservice to everyone to uphold those lies, right? And then when it comes to school dress code, again, it's like the main focus is policing what girls wear to protect boys. So is it just me or does something not add up? And so back to school dress codes more specifically, we know that girls are more likely to be in trouble for violating dress codes. Sabrina Bernadette from the National Women's Law Center says, quote, dress codes are definitely sexist. They put the onus on girls not to be distracting and not to call attention to themselves, instead of putting the onus on all students to respect everyone's body, end quote. And again, I mean, like we just talked about, I completely agree with her. I just think that this focus of the dress code on girls and what they can and can't wear just perpetuates this problem instead of making sure that all students are just held accountable for the way that they are treating other people and the way that they're conducting themselves. And other major issues with some school dress codes are racial bias. So this is something I learned about more recently, since obviously I don't experience this personally, and that is that black and brown girls get written up at a higher rate for dress code violations. And they're much more likely to be written up for hairstyles that are said to quote-unquote violate the dress codes, which is hugely problematic. There's actually an NPR article that's really good, and it's called When Black Hair Violated the Dress Code, and it talks about how girls have been sent home from wearing dreads, braided extensions, or even wearing their hair natural. Like, are you kidding me? That is such an important part of someone's culture. Why are we... How is that even ethical to have a dress code that is policing that, right? And that is not okay. Size bias is also an issue because curvy girls get written up at a higher rate than girls who have a more straight figure. Again, back to the boob thing, if you're bigger chested, you know, a scoop neck on you is going to show more cleavage than a scoop neck on a girl whose chest is smaller. And that's just the way that it You know, it's just the way that it is. Clothes don't fit people the same way. You can't be calling out one body type over another. And then for some dress codes, um, fortunately, ours for my kids is not gender-specific, like explicitly. Again, there are definitely rules in there that obviously apply to girls over boys. But gender dress codes are problematic as well. And that means that basically you have one set of rules for boys— and then a separate set of rules for girls. And actually, there was a school in Magnolia ISD, which is in Texas, that required boys to have short hair. And then there was another school that got in trouble in North Carolina that prohibited girls from wearing pants. I'm sorry, did we just go back to 1950? And fortunately, in both of those cases, um, the dress code was required to be revised, But this is still happening modern day. You know, this isn't something that happened 50 years ago. Another issue with gender dress codes is that it's obviously discriminatory for non-binary and non-gender conforming kids. There's been a lot of articles on this, a lot of pushback more in the past couple years. And I think that's great. I think that we do need to push back on some of these dress codes and make sure that they're doing, that they're in place to do what they're supposed to do. And that is keep people safe, you know, clean, (laughs) but that isn't infringing on someone else's expression or perpetuating sexualizing women's bodies and objectification and certainly not perpetuating racism, right, or discrimination of any kind. So last point I want to bring up about my issue with school dress codes. You know, I know I went over, (laughs) I know I talked about my personal struggle with dress codes as a teenager and now I'm experiencing this on a different end as a parent. So if you are a parent you may connect with this one as well and it's kind of this idea that some of these dress code rules I think really inhibit kids from being kids. If you've been following along you know that my daughter is super active. I mean everything is a monkey bar to her and the harder and higher it is It's like, okay, challenge accepted. She's gonna climb, she's gonna be up there, she's gonna be up there and like let her hands go. I mean, I cannot believe I haven't had a heart attack already, but, and she's also a gymnast, you know? So movement is really important to her, and clothing that allows her to move is also super important to her. And I remember a couple years back when she started kindergarten, I was completely shocked when I started reading the dress code and saw that the rules were that you could only wear leggings if you wore them under a dress or a skirt. So leggings can't be worn as pants, uh, at least over here. And I was so pissed. (laughs) I didn't even know where to start with this. I thought, okay, first of all, there is nothing sexual about a five-year-old wearing leggings even if the shirt is not not long enough to cover her crotch. Secondly, my daughter wants and should be able to move. And you cannot do that in a dress. You cannot climb the monkey bars. And I don't just mean do the monkey bars. Like she climbs on top, she swings and does all the flips, like all the things. You can't do that in a dress. You're going to get hurt because your dress is going to get caught. You also can't do that in jeans. Like they're not comfortable to her. And believe me, we have been to the corners of the earth trying to find jeans that are stretchy enough. And she hates all of them because they restrict her movement. And on top of that, she's eight now, so this is like three years ago in in Kinder. For a five year old, have these people even looked at the percentage of items available for five year olds? Like, if you were to do, if you were to do a filtered search on a clothing website for girls' pants, um, in like size five and under, guess what? It's like eighty percent leggings. <laughs> so it was kind of just like one, you're restricting her movement, two, where do these mythical pants, comfortable pants, even exist? Because most of the options out there are leggings because that's what little girls like to wear and can move in. You know, and wearing leggings with a skirt on top of it is one hot we live in texas it is way too hot to do that and then you've got like the double waistband who wants to wear two waistbands squeezing their stomach like no one for so many reasons i was just so frustrated about this rule and i think that kids should be focused on moving and playing and having fun and not being restricted by what they're wearing And it's really funny because now my daughter is extremely outspoken (laughs) about dress codes and about how, you know, that she would like to wear leggings and that, you know, again, it's hot over here. So wishing that she, being frustrated that she can't wear her tank dresses or like her spaghetti strap tops. And I just, I think that some of these dress code rules are just, have gone way too far and we really, really need to reevaluate For so many reasons. So, hopefully, that's something that you can connect with. I hope I didn't bring up too many bad memories of (laughs) your teenage days if you were, like I said, the one getting in trouble for what you were wearing. But I think this is something that's worth talking about. I think this is something that a lot of us experience firsthand. And then again, if you're a parent, you may be experiencing this all over. So, that's pretty much it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope you are enjoying the last. You know, little bits of summer if you are on summer vacation or if you have kids that are. And I can't wait to chat next week. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please do me a favor and share with a friend. It helps us get the name out there so other people can find the show and join our community. For more information or to connect, find us on social at Socially Misguided Podcast. And remember to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. I'm thankful to be on this journey together, and I'll see you next week.